to the Momnificent Podcast. This is the place where we help parents live a happy, healthy life with their kids. We're going to show you how to connect with your child and help them even in their most difficult moments as we hear from experts in the field. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakubowski, an international speaker, public school principal, and former struggling student. The Momnificent Podcast equips parents with science-based strategies to help you live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Well, time is running out to register for our Momnificent Mastermind. If you or someone you know struggles with how to help your kid calm down, what do you do when you get the dreaded call from school that your kid got in trouble? Like, what do you say to them? How do you get to the bottom of why your kid's doing what they're doing and still keep the connection, right? And that relationship that we want to have with them, even in those most difficult moments. Well, I've got a process that I can't wait to share with you. I'm going to run a live course for six weeks, Tuesday nights, 7 p.m. to 8 p.m. and starts in March, goes to the first week of April. I'd love to have you join me. If not, Pass this along to someone that you know who might need some help, insight, or guidance in, in working with their kids. Um, I appreciate it. I know the parents' feedback that they, the parents who took the course with me in the fall um, just really shared how, much, how helpful it was and helped them navigate things that were happening even that week with their, their child at home. And so I'd love to have you join me. And if not, we'll catch you at some point in the future. Stay tuned because we keep offering this course throughout the year. And... Um, I hope you just stay safe, be well, and uh, take care of yourself. Vincent Lancy suffered a traumatic brain injury after a hit and run, which put him in a coma in 2013. Since then, he's authored four books and produces two podcasts and two YouTube series. Vincent, welcome to Momnificent. Thank you so much for having me, Karen. I'm really excited to reconnect with you again today and meet your audience. Yes. Oh, me too. So where are you enjoying Momnificent from? I am in Tampa, Florida. Oh, with the palm trees, right? I'm so jealous. I love palm trees. I'm going to live somewhere one day where there's palm trees. I always say I've lived half my life in like half year cold weather here up in the Northeast. And I'm like, I'm so done. I'm ready to live the second half of my life. in This is our best months right now is the winter where it's not too hot. It's not seven. It's still hot. 70s, 80s, but not 90s in the wire. Yeah. Oh, well, enjoy some beautiful sun and warmth for me today. <laughs> um, so, Vincent, I love asking this question. What's one thing you've done recently that maybe you have or haven't done for a while that brings you joy? Well, I just moved recently and I hadn't ridden my bike in a while. Things have gotten busy in the holidays. So now I got out and got a, the tires pumped up and we're going to start going up on the trails here in the morning. You see oh, some yeah. alligators, which is cool, and some wildlife in the nature preserves. But it's a good time. Stay off the roads if I can. I love that. That sounds awesome. My husband and I love, you have uh, mountain bikes or street bikes? I have a mountain bike, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We love that. We go through the parks and everything. It's just one of my favorite things to do. Oh, like in the morning especially. It starts my day. Yeah. I change up from the gym, get some fresh air. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Well, enjoy that later on. So Vince, what was one of the biggest uh, keys to your recovery um, that has set you on the path to lead you where you are today? Maybe briefly take our listeners back to kind of your incident, the accident, what happened and what kind of things happened after that, that, that kind of almost, I want to say, positioned you into this, this area that you are focusing in mental health today. Can you kind of walk us down that, that path of that journey? 
Yeah, absolutely. When I was 21 years old, it was a few days before what should have been my last semester as an undergraduate. I was walking home when I got tired. I didn't want to get in the car with someone drinking or drinking and driving myself. And I ended up getting hit by a car while walking home. I could have thrown a football to where my house was if I were a better athlete, of course, but that's how close I was. I woke up a week later out of a coma and lived in the hospital, as I say, recovered at Tampa General Hospital for about a month. Very, very slow start from there was speculation if I would survive the initial evening to then relearning how to walk, talk, go to the bathroom on my own, shave, learn the alphabet, you name it, I had to start all over again. And I'm sure we'll touch a little more on that today. Wow. And, and um, I think you, were, you had said when we talked before that after, or how, how long did it take to, till it got to the point where you realized like it was something like a mindset, like in your mind, you had to decide like the power of I can heal myself, but it kind of started with like you instead of looking at things externally to fix you in a, in a sense. Can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, this is how I, I love my first book, Left for Dead, because this is everything I talk about. And I try to help people who are in similar shoes or they have a family member like my mom had to deal with me where you can't live in denial. It is what it is. Something bad happened. You can sit and sulk crying. Why me? Why me? Or you can turn that negative situation into something better, which I found after I started sharing my story. I realized it wasn't just my story. It's a lot of people have had traumatic brain injuries. And that's where the speaking started, speaking traumatic brain injury support groups at Tampa General Hospital, their, um, their rehabilitation uh, committee meetings, you name it. I just tried to share my story more and more. And then some momentum started getting picked up. And here we are eight years later, just really getting started, I feel still. Oh, well, you, you are a walking miracle. I 100% agree. I'm sure you. I didn't think I should have. Made it through that first night. If I was right. laying in the road one second longer and one more car went by and I got hit, I wouldn't be here today. If I went to a different hospital, maybe. Who knows? There's a lot of variables, but I'm very grateful that I went to Tampa General and I'm a big advocate for them, was on their patient and family council in 2021. Wow. I look forward to making a difference with them in the future again. And helping so, so many others because uh, then people don't feel alone. And when people can band together in simpler situations, it's not like I'm the only one going through this or what's wrong with me because I'm going through this. It's like, you know what? No, I've been there too. And this is what helped me. And then we just learn. And, and that's such a support for each of us. So I, I kind of wanted to just uh, put this out there. Like maybe someone listening on our podcast today is maybe they're hitting a rough patch in their life or a low point or just something that they just feel like they can't get out of, which might have been something you experienced along your, your path. What would you say to them listening right now? I would say instead of focusing on the big picture, really break it down a little bit. Instead of focusing on, for example, how am I going to walk, talk, and go back to school? I've focused on baby steps, little goals, make small goals, small accomplishments, carry momentum into the right direction. And I even started doing that all the way down to my daily schedule. Everything's planned out and I check off my activities as I go throughout the day. It carries me momentum. I time block. I found myself doing on a dry erase board. I do 3 a.m. to 3 p.m. That's my 12 hour time block uh, for my six work days. Um, but it helps me so much just that feeling of momentum because you could start at the bottom. I had a rod in my leg. I couldn't walk. If I wanted to go to the bathroom, I had to click a button. 
once I stopped focusing on the negative and I just stopped living in denial, things started improving. It was very hard to accept that my life was changed forever because of somebody else I'd never met before, something I didn't do wrong, and I had the traumatic brain injury. To really, if you never heard of that, anybody listening on, it's a severe brain injury to your head. But here's a story to really magnify how bad mine was. I started recovering. I would ride the arm bicycle in the morning, relearn all the basic motor skills. And they asked me, what school do you go to? I said I went to Pulaski Road Elementary School. I was a 21-year-old student at University of Tampa studying finance, but my brain had thought I was in elementary school. For whatever reason, that's how far back I was. And then you start getting, as I call, going to middle school at certain points of that trip. And then when I graduate, really only being in high school, I guess, because I still, things were not clear. I didn't really notice a big shift in my memory, like retaining information again until six, six and a half years when I was writing that first book, Left for Dead. I became so accustomed to writing everything on a post-it in my eye calendar, in my phone, in my planner, because I could forget. So I would just keep writing it everywhere and try to build back this muscle memory in my brain. And now it's just to bring smile to my face at times when I remember things, I just anticipate forgetting because wow. now it's healed as much as it will be doctors say, and that's fine. I'm, I'm doing okay. I'm just living my life a little differently. It's not negative per se. It's just changing the way things are done. And the brain is different for everybody. There's no set timetable on anything for everybody had a brain injury listening on or know someone if anything could happen just encouraging them to move in the right direction is a big help yeah and i like what you said just like set like a small goal and maybe sometimes goal seems so big because sometimes that's like a month out or a year or what's in my future but i like a maybe maybe if if it sounds better to say just set a task for yourself and in a in a, in a short time frame from now and then when then you feel that sense of accomplishment, which feels like, oh, I did do something, not sometimes where it's like, well, I have this idea or this dream and who knows when it's ever going to get done. And then you sometimes live with the, well, I'm not living my dream. And that, that can kind of get a little depressing or frustrated. So I love how you were like, just chunk it, just make it like something within a short period of time and a short period of time after that. And then check it off. If that makes you feel cross it off, makes it feel like you have that sense of accomplishment. And maybe that could kind of encourage. If you think for a whole week, if you did 20 minutes a morning for six days, you put in a lot of work into whatever you're going after. And by then you'll remember a little bit of it. You'll be feeling good. And then from there, you can plan it out. Just simply writing it down. All these ideas, a lot of them die. Most of them die. If you put them on paper, eventually you'll revisit them and you won't forget about them. It lives. Oh, I love that. So I have your book here, Mental Health Week, uh, that you wrote, and you were so kind enough to send it and share it with me, and I'm so excited, and I've I've been looking over it. I've been talking to my teachers at school because I know for our fourth and fifth graders, it looks like something we could use to help uh, teach, support, give them um, ideas and things to think about that maybe they hadn't thought about when it comes to mental health. Who Who did you primarily write it for, and why is it such an important book for right now? This book was written exclusively for elementary school students. So a first grader could read it with a little help, perhaps. And then a fifth grader may breeze through it if they're very good at reading or they may still be enjoying it. Every student is a different reading level, as you know. But it's my first project that is niched down to a specific age group. This is just for elementary school students. It's relevant to just them. And what is it about, right? I'm a teacher in the book. I'm a fifth grade teacher. And to end the school year each year, 
I take my class on a mental health week field trip. And as I talk about, it involves learning all things mental health in a fun story. There's a lot of kids in the book, a classroom that's a bigger classroom because of COVID. A lot of teachers were lost because of a variety of reasons, I put it. So it's really relevant to these times. There's learning checkpoints throughout the book designed for teachers, designed for the classrooms or a big brother, big sister who wants to read it with their little sibling. And there's activities in the back for the whole family to get involved and improve their mental health. But I want the kids to understand that it's okay to have emotions, it's okay to have feelings and they're not alone. Hopefully sing a boy on the cover with something mental health. And that's what I've done for my other books as well. Helps destigmatize that purchase even where, okay, let's mental health, let's pick it up, let's look at it. Yeah, and, and what I love about it is that uh, kids are struggling right now. And uh, sometimes we as educators or parents, we're not sure what, what else to do to say or to help them, you know, and then sometimes you think, well, then do they just need a counselor or a therapist? And yes, those are, those all have their place, but this is so awesome because there are simple things in here that are like, oh, that's a great idea that I can do or share with my kid or we can do together. Um, so I really am excited to know of this book and be able to have it on hand, share it with, with, with everybody that I know. And thanks for, thanks for writing it. And then the Mr. Lancey talks mental health, this little, they're both easy, short reads. Can you tell us a little bit about this one? This one has a lot of stories involved. This was a pandemic, right? I is a product of networking and I want to stress that big time on here. I talk about it on all my podcasts, how I met Karen today, reaching out, cold messaging, emails, Instagram, you name it. She reached back. When I started my podcast, a mental health break, I Googled top mental health influencers in the country. I reached out to about 50 of them and I heard back from maybe 10%. I didn't get discouraged out of those. I met Dr. Denise McDermott in California, networking with her. She introduced me to Chris Bridge, who is the illustrator for this book. She's been with the Barbara Bush Foundation, Whole Foods. She's great. And she was a great mentor to me in the conversations we had. I learned a lot from her. We have activities in this book as well. That's where we talked about as well. But that's the goal, this book. And then you move into this book. Okay. This is for elementary school students. And this is for middle school, high school faculty. This is for the adult reader, and it talks about different things, including social distancing sections. That's in this one as well, so you can apply the information right now, not have to wait for things to pass. A deeper dive section for the adults to learn about the kids in their lives, going through the information on here. And you get to meet the seven experts. It's a seven-day journal or a seven-day practice where essentially if you're someone who doesn't care about their mental health and you eat junk food and all of that, you could take this one chapter at a time. As you said, it's short, but I condensed it down from about 150 pages into this because I wanted it to be in the point, it could be your back pocket tool if you need it to be. And it could just really destigmatize things that we know we need to take care of, but there's still a little pressure to talk about it. So again, just trying to make people feel more comfortable, as you mentioned, through sharing our stories. Yeah, and just 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 creating awareness, right? And just a little bits of knowledge, wisdom, advice. Um, and I love that it's easy to read. It's it's it catches your attention uh, the way that you just structured it. And that's what I think is really helpful right now because we're going so fast. We're busy. Everyone's got a lot on their plate. But to just reference something super quick, super short, grab and go almost. But like, wow, made me think of. That and maybe that'll change something that I do this this week or, or or today with myself or with my child or with my class. Um, so I think that's 
It's a really it's, and it's important for me to way. also share. I'm not a doctor. I'm not a psychiatrist. Of course, I have a disclaimer in there. But just because I went through something negative and I do have a tremendous learning experience from it, I also have the podcast I mentioned where I get to interact with people. I teamed up with other credible and qualified individuals to share their expertise. It's not just me going on Google and pulling information. We have adult psychiatrists, child psychiatrists, hospital employees, you name it, other traumatic brain injury survivors. It's really something I take pride in. I'm very humbled to have worked with so many great people because this is just getting started. I'm 30. I obviously want these books to be bestseller right now and touch as many lives as I can. But I'm going to be patient because they're out here now. And as I keep spreading the word, people will see the value in it and the value that my friends or experts, as I call them in the books, have provided in their chapters. Yeah. And what are the name of, names of the two podcasts you have in your YouTube channels? Yeah, I have a mental health break. That's the podcast that started two years ago tomorrow, actually. Is it two Congratulations. Years ago? Yeah. Oh, that's huge. That's At awesome. At least one episode per week of for that show. And that entrepreneur show just passed two years in December 8th, I believe. And that's at least one episode a week. I don't pay for marketing or advertising yet. It's all organic, everything I'm doing. But they've had good numbers. That entrepreneur show just hit 9,000 downloads and a mental health break just hit 5,500, which is cool. That's awesome. uh, They're not sexy topics like the Joe Rogan podcast that hit these monster numbers. But for the people that are interested in these topics, I think it's a great resource for them to have. And I work very hard to find great guests. Like today's Karen will also be on that entrepreneur show. So stay on the lookout for that. That's going to be a lot of fun. Um, just trying to make a difference on all my shows, just share someone's story. You don't know what's going to stick someone's hometown where they went to college, high school, something may click for you and you may pay real close attention and it can impact your life tremendously. And, And Vince, everyone's life is always changing. So today someone might look at the title of this podcast and be like, yeah, okay, next and next week, something might happen to someone they know, someone that they're familiar with, a loved one themselves. So it's, it's, it, that's what's so beautiful about putting all of this excellent advice and sharing and just having these conversations with, between you and I and, and your podcast, your YouTube channel, because people, people's lives change. And at, at different times, there is resources and help. And, and some people like hearing something just because you said it. And some people will look at someone else and be like, oh, I'd never listen to them. It's so funny. Like, it's so individual. And so that's what's so cool. It's like, hey, if this works for you and it fits, awesome. And if it doesn't, there's so many people out there doing so many great things. It's like, just find someone that you you connect with and you like kind we're of feel like our own jive with. Critic. <laughs> we, we're, we're, we don't want to tell ourselves any of the good advice. The advice we, we give are. to our best friend is the advice we need to take for ourselves, but we never do it. So true. A thousand percent true. Oh my goodness. All right. So let's go back to this, this one thought that I was, I wanted to ask you about. Why do you say mental health is wealth? Mental health is wealth. I actually looked it up on the trademark a lot before I started saying that because it was something that I really felt once I wrote this book where I realized that nothing else matters if you're not feeling good upstairs. I had my last finance position. I was making more money than I ever had. I was I thought that would make me happy. The title that I always wanted. I went to school for finance. I got something and I was as least happy as I've ever been. Not only was I commuting multiple hours a day, but just that corporate environment. It's for some people, it, it just wasn't for me. And that's fine. I realized that what works for some doesn't work for everyone and that's okay. And I just put my foot forward and just said, why don't put this into the mental health world? It led to the podcast, as I said, now we have a bunch of mental health projects and i want to just promote that 
you don't take time to do something that makes you smile, the rest of your life isn't going to work out. You can be miserable and so what, how much money you're making. If you're not healthy, you're not happy, what is it worth? And now how does it feel to wake up and smile? And why are you waking up in the morning every day and smiling? I'm a very motivated person. I'm very goal oriented after my accident, especially even before I was always very driven. My parents were hard workers and my sister, everything was laid out like that for me. But now I have so many projects in the works and different things are working on potential work with you schools. I'm hoping as it's big budget votes, as you know, for January for all the schools in the country, I'm very aware of that. Now there's new COVID implementation. So I'm very aware of that, but there's a lot of things behind the scenes in the work we're working on for that last age group for mental health. We have a special project. I'm not talking about too much yet, but we're targeting April 1st for that, for the mommy and me into the first or second grade. I'm working with the fellow UT graduate, Gina Binardini, uh, an illustrator. So we're putting together something great for that age group just to really have everything out there. I have all my pieces of work done and now it's time for me to go make a difference with them. It's such a long process, each book, each podcast, but now we're close. It's a very exciting year. Oh, that's so awesome. That That is exciting because we only have one life to live, Vince, right? And it's like, what do you want to do? What are you doing? And is it something that really drives and, and, and feeds that passion deep down inside? And it's awesome that you're able to say, you know what, I'm doing it. And I love it. It took a while to realize though, even after my accident, I, you're still, I was still young and I was still in a college town. So I was still hanging out, going out at night. And then eventually it just wasn't, it wasn't worth it for me. I'd rather wake up and be sharp. And now it's, I wouldn't call it sad how little I drink, but I don't drink very often because I'd rather wake up fresh. I have, I have a time board every day. I'm blocking things out. And I'm just really trying to stay on it because after this year, I'm hoping a lot of things are changed and then moved in a different direction. I'm just going to keep networking relentlessly like I do with you. And hopefully now that restrictions are lessening, be able to travel and go to schools around the country, use my books with the students. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's, it's so valuable. Thank you. You are making a difference. And so many of us need people like you and so many people we know need people like you. So just thank you for what you're doing. Um, I just want to go back for a second on your mental health as well. That's interesting because I always say, um, it's funny, like uh, at work, uh, when someone retires, I always get so excited and they're like, why are you so excited? I'm like, because you have worked so many years and now you get to enjoy, but take care of your health because once you don't have your health, like you have nothing. What are you going to do? You can't even pay anybody any amount of money to give you your health back when you don't have your health. And so when you were talking, it made me think of that. I was like, yeah, that's, that's what I always say. Like, take care of yourself because once you don't have that, it doesn't matter how many things you have in this world. You really aren't living. Yeah. Once your uh, health is gone, it's that's your life. Now it's you worrying about your health. And you, yeah, you experienced that firsthand. I just say it and I, you know, I you have lived, way. you have lived that. You I know that. I remember practicing walking around the house, holding the wall, or let me just walk around the house just because I was so eager to get back down to Florida. I left, it was probably 80 degrees. I got home, there was snow up to the glass door. I'm looking at this back or in a depressing sense, I just said, I'm going to do whatever it takes to get back. And it was just not missing one appointment, not missing one meeting. Even though I didn't want to go, I still went constant arguments with my mother bickering back and forth on the drives I didn't want to go to because there was just so many appointments at one point, not just the brain neurology doctors, there was the leg. It was just never ending. It felt like therapies, just small steps. It was an invisible disease. I call it, even though it's not a disease where, because my face healed, Everybody thought I was fine. I was back in Florida. At first, my face was per completely purple. 
I got hit by a car and went as high as a basketball hoop. The cop that saw it said I landed on my face and it was all purple. So people thought I was fine, but I really wasn't fine for a very long time. My brain not working properly, not thinking clearly, thinking things that weren't. And even when I went to study for the GMAT, I was studying around the clock and I was just bombing these tests, these practice tests, just failing. And I couldn't accept that I had a brain injury. I'm still tired. I just couldn't do it. And I ended up getting waitlisted at UT. And then I got a call one day. I was working at PricewaterhouseCoopers, and, uh, which was awesome because I was, even, I was a young guy still working at a big four firm that, hey, you've been off the waitlist. And I said, absolutely. Like, that's it. Like, wow. I, was, I was ready to leave tax season behind me. Wow. So maybe someone listening is not used to one of the sections in your book that you call listening to your body. And first of all, like what's so important about listening to our body and what are some first steps we can take in this area? Because I think it's easy to say that, but in reality, I don't know that that's actually easy to do or that people might even be taking that priority. Maybe you can help us with that a little. Yeah, I'll simplify it the best I can. No one knows what's going on better than you. No one can know what you're feeling besides you. No one can talk about anything that you're going through because they don't really know. There's general diagnoses and general assumptions for things, but it's not always correct. I mean, look at me. I was supposed to be dead that night, and then I battled back to now. You will be okay. You will fight through it. Just listen to your body. If you feel like something's not normal, if you're not sleeping enough, if you're not eating enough, if you're not socializing as much as you normally do, something may be different. Something may not be right, and you can get right back on track. You could talk to a professional and now with Teladoc and all these things, you could really do it from your house. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's so good. And how do you hope to help more kids and teens in the area of mental health? Well, I hope to get these two books in as many schools as possible and with or without me speaking, if they just want the books, they want to bring me in to speak. I want to make as much of a difference as I can because this pandemic wasn't just hard on adults. It was also very, very hard on children. All they knew was go to school, see your friends, come home, study. And all of that was taken away. And the teacher shortages. And then there was a lot of households where the parents didn't want to teach or didn't have time to teach. And then a lot of things are affected. And that all comes down to the kid, unfortunately, having the burden of it. So these books are great resources. And I try to promote that. You know, reading isn't the funnest thing in the world when you're a kid, but there, there's a lot of things that can help you in here and help you succeed each day in the classroom and at home. It's just about trying to get out there and get in their hands. And if a parent listening right now or any person in that position, like a guardian, what have you, maybe if they're struggling right now with a child who struggles with their mental health, what advice would you say to them? I would say first and foremost, talk to a professional. There are so many out there to help. And remember, it's not a one size fits all with therapy. If you don't really have a good vibe or a feeling with the conversations going, there are a lot of therapists or psychiatrists out there to really help you. Again, listen to your body and you could take small steps on your own though, eating a little healthier, maybe getting a little exercise in it. And you don't do all of these things at once. Just do again, maybe 15, 20 minutes of one a day. And then next week, maybe add on healthy, something healthy. Start with a banana or some grapes in the fridge, something light. Exercise doesn't have to be lifting weights. It could be taking a walk getting fresh air, getting vitamin D. I talk about that. Mr. Lancey talks mental health and mental health week. These are things you can do for free. Just go outside and walk around. 
I know it might be cold. We were just talking about before in some areas, but sunlight is very, very good for you. It's a mood elevator. Everybody can attest if you're in the sun for not too long, getting sunburned to the beach, just getting some sunlight for 15, 20 minutes, you will feel better. And when you're in a good mood, you're more likely to perform well at other tasks and so at least want to do other tasks opposed to being upset. Oh, well, thank you so much. Thanks for being you, really. Thanks for waking up every day, committing yourself to this work that will help one more child, one more teen, will help save one more adolescent who maybe is dealing with thoughts of depression today or uh, support and encourage a parent who just kind of is not sure what to do to uh, maybe help their child in this area or, or even in the education field. I, I just, I just want to stop and just, just really thank you for all the energy and time that you're putting into this. And lastly, how can someone find and follow you if they want to well, learn thank more? Thank you for the kind words, Maureen. Thank you so much for having me on your show to connect with your audience. It's really an honor to be here. And I look forward to working with you soon. Um, I'm at Vincent A. Lancy on all social media. My website is vincentalancy.com, L-A-N-C-I. All my show handles, all my information you can find from those websites. Email is info at vincentalancy.com. I have Eric running my emails and I also hop on there too to answer. I'm really looking to make a difference as much as I can. If you know of a group of students, whether it's a club or an organization or a school, where either my talks or these books can make a difference, please reach out. I'd love to speak with your kids. And as a special for Karen's show, I don't have any of these author copies in stock, but I have these. I'll give two away to anybody listening on. Just connect with me or her and just send me your best mailing address and who to sign it to. And I'm happy to send two of these out. I love it. Thank you so much. And you know what's so interesting, Vince? Literally this week, I was talking to someone and I was like, I need to send them this book. I need to give them this book. Like they like literally that's how I am just so I really grateful. And the I know words throughout. I'm glad you, you feel that way. It's my goal. Yeah. And sometimes, you know, you give and give and give and you might not always hear the responses, but know that this week this helped at least one family. And that's and all I know it's about for you, that's, starting with the one on a smaller right? scale. I want yeah. to back to millions, but, and for anybody yeah. that's out there, if you're, if you love a book, it doesn't have to just be my books. Leave a review, whether it's on Amazon or however you read, that helps us so much, especially solopreneurs like me who I know one day it may get bigger than I want it to be, the whole brand. And because I don't really have any interest in fame or I just want to do Help. as I do and inform and, keep, and let somebody else take the bigger spotlight. But I'm very excited. I'm not going to stop the production of things just because I want to keep it small. You, you want a busy calendar. You beg for being financially secure also in times where a pandemic comes around. And right now I'm really trying to grind, especially the next five years in my thirties, really just hit it hard with the schools, the organizations, the churches, any student or business as well. I did a lot of those in the past and now I'm really focusing more on schools. Just get out there as much as I can, as many days a week as I can. Once that calendar fills up, I'm going to be very grateful and hopefully having somebody else um, interviewing on my podcast for me, just keeping the brand going. And it's an exciting time. Stay tuned. And we will. Vince, thank you so much again for your time today. Wish you all the best. Thank you, Karen.